0: zone a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality.
1: Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Starcom Radio Network. Worldwide toll-free, 800-610-7035. My email address is air at exoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And our main website where you can listen to the Exxon, 724-365, www.exoneradiotv.com. And don't forget, you can also use your cell phone or a regular phone to call in and listen to the show at 213-401-0080. My guest this hour Exonation is Jeffrey Sealman. He is an internationally recognized professional psychic, teacher, author, clearing expert, and exorcist, specializing in the clearing of individuals, homes, businesses, and psychic protection. Jeffrey is also an expert on haunting in homes and businesses, psychic ability, Good ghosts such as spirit guides, curses, demonic possession, evil spirits, the relationship between emotional energies and violence. Born with psychic abilities, a practitioner of transcendental meditation, Jeffrey uses his psychic skills to release negative emotional energies, banish negative and demonic spirits from individuals, homes, and businesses, dispel myths about the spirit world, and teach us how to protect ourselves and our property from the effects of negative emotional energy, negative and demonic spirits. His website is StarClear.com, and joining me now is Jeffrey Sealman. And Jeffrey, welcome to the X-Zone.
2: Rob, thanks for having me back on the show. It's great to be here.
1: It's a great pleasure having you with us. And it seems that there is a lot of negativity out there in the world, so this is... This is something I think that all our listeners around the world need to understand, the difference between, uh, let me see, uh, a negative spirit and negative forces, and who else but you to help us better understand this, and how we can protect ourselves.
2: Thanks. Uh, I don't think that negative spirits and negative energy, negative forces are really responsible for all of its happening around the world right now, uh, I think it's aggravating the situation, Rob. Um, Essentially, I think that our communication systems, the Internet, cable television, um, everything else um, also that people use is a physical plane model for mental telepathy. And so we're experimenting with talking to each other on a very personal level something we really haven't done since the invention of the telephone and so uh... uh with that comes a lot of problems we're beginning to hook into each other's telepathic thoughts mm-hmm. which we've always been but we have not been conscious of it and so we developed uh, a system the internet and cable television all these different things that are very good actually uh, and very helpful, but they are confusing us right now, and we don't know what to make of it. Um, things are instantaneous. Uh, uh, I was just thinking about this a couple of days ago. That back when I was growing up in the 1960s, if somebody committed a crime, even a simple crime in the neighborhood or something, you know, the police would come eventually, and whatever. These days, five minutes later, you'd have the you know te- the television news helicopters and and the vans would roll up and you'd pretty much uh, be on television very quickly, on the radio, on the internet, yeah. whatever. And so things are happening very quickly. And so we need to get used to it and we will get used to it.
1: Is, yes, but... Are these the negative forces that are working behind using modern technology to in, an, in, a, in an attempt to take over our physical beings and take over the spiritual world and the physical world?
2: No, not really. No, I, I, think that, I think they're out there. We have, demonic spirits are essentially the counterpart of angels, which are advanced spirits. They've been around for a long time, Rob, mm-hmm. and so demonic spirits would be essentially bad angels uh... there are negative emotional energies what is more common is negative spirits meaning people who are dead and are negative and continue to do negative things and so they'll do anything they can to get involved in trying to break down our world and make things uh, a more negative place. but i don't uh... really see that uh, as uh succeeding.
1: Well, Jeffrey, how common are negative and demonic spirits?
2: Uh, actually, they're very common, Rob. They're negative. There's uh, if you think about living people, mm-hmm. you could say that maybe you know, roughly, generally, eighty percent are probably very nice, and twenty percent are not. Same is true of spirits. Eighty percent of the spirits are very great. Um, You know, people who are now deceased, and 20% are not. They're criminal spirits, and they're doing the same things now as they were doing in their physical life. And so there are a lot of them around. You figure 20% of the human race, 20% of people who are dead, uh, that's a lot of people. We're talking millions, really, of negative spirits that are around. Usually they attack emotionally in order to amplify our negative feelings, and that's really easy to do because we can't see them, and they can see us.
1: So just how do these demonic spirits get into our homes, businesses, and our body's energy, then?
2: Right through the walls. Right through Depending the walls. The, um, <laughs> negative uh, spirits um, are not really susceptible to anything physical, mm-hmm. and so uh, they can go from point A to point B, so, You know, say from Los Angeles to Paris uh, in the blink of an eye, um, and they can go from one house uh, to another one. And you brought up a really good point, because uh, one of the things that negative spirits do, and I have found in my work, is... They go from home to home, uh, say, during the night, and Mm -hmm. make people's lives miserable or try to amplify arguments between significant others. Uh, And so they're around. And so they can go from one house uh, and see if they can amplify some anger Mm -hmm. and then move on to the next house. And this is what they do. So it's very easy for them to carry that out since they're not... Uh, uh, adherence at all to the physical uh, realm.
1: So would a home that is harmonious, there's love, there's camaraderie, uh, be a harder target for negative or demonic spirits compared to a home where there's alcoholism, where there's negativity, where there's, there's turmoil, where there's problems?
2: Yes. Uh, love and... Kindness and compassion are certainly things that confound uh, negative spirits in many, many ways, Mm -hmm. and homes where there are problems, uh, which are a good percentage of our homes, are a great place for them to work, and all they really have to do is come close to us. So how does the mechanism work? Essentially, they come close to us and generate huge amounts of rage. And that rage amplifies our anger, even if our anger is somewhat temporary and immediate if we're having an argument with somebody uh, or thinking in a negative way about ourselves. Uh, their anger and rage actually uh, permeates our uh, natural defenses, which... Some people call the aura. Mm -hmm. Uh, The aura is not just a bunch of pretty lights, but actually, or a signature of our spirit, but actually is a force field, our first line of defense against negative emotional energy, which is something that everyone generates, um, good people and bad people, and also spirits. Uh, That non-physical part of us is what generates uh, negative emotional energy negative spirits generate huge amounts of that and we pick that up if we're not defending ourselves and most people don't we uh, can pick that up very easily and become enraged uh, and we're not even sure why so if we're having an argument with somebody uh, and it it gets out of hand it is possible uh, that there is a negative spirit involved uh, that is close to us in our homes near our physical bodies kind of like sharks underneath the water and they will uh, uh, generate anger to amplify our negative feelings and get us to do things that we would not normally do and act in ways that we would not normally act
1: so basically it's like the electromagnetic field that surrounds planet earth and protects us from solar radiation
2: oh yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, okay. very true uh, That is our aura, and most people's auras Mm -hmm. have weak spots and are not functioning as well as they could. Spirits who can see not only the non-physical universe, but also the physical universe, so they have a bit of an edge uh, in that way, can see weak spots in our defenses, weak spots in our aura, and they know just where to pinpoint and throw energy at kind of like a laser beam, uh, and that uh, reaches, permeates inside of our system Mm -hmm. and uh, amplifies our feelings. Um, Good spirits would amplify us in a positive way. Negative spirits would amplify our emotions in a negative way, uh, in a very, very negative way.
1: Jeffrey, you've been doing this for 23 years. Just how do you get rid of the negative spirit of the demonic spirit uh, that has invaded somebody's property or even their person?
2: It's pretty much all science. Um, Religion and spirituality does play a part in this, and a very important part. And Mm -hmm. so not knocking any of that down, but this is science. And just like we have physical science, Rob, we have non-physical science. And there's things that we can do that will have uh, an effect upon negative spirits and so I teach people how to create uh, different kinds of fields, forces, and devices uh, that are actually very easy to do that have an effect upon uh, non-physical energy and spirits are non-physical energies. Uh, There's not a lot of difference between living people and spirits uh really the biggest difference being that spirits do not have a physical body although they do create form out of visualization which is important because as you know most people do not report seeing negative um uh, mm-hmm. sorry naked spirits. They actually when you, when people report yeah. seeing spirits to me or to, you know, people who care, usually they have clothes on. It might be something from this century or from two centuries ago. But they have clothing on, and that's kind of unique. Why would they need clothing? They don't have any sexual organs. They have no innards whatsoever. They, uh, mm-hmm. they don't need uh, an oxygen-based system. So what are they doing? They're essentially uh, generating, uh, through visualization, clothing, which is made out of energy. Uh, and uh, they are made out of energy, too. So essentially what I'm saying is that the personality, our personalities, can never be destroyed. They are naturally held together by science. And what we need to do is learn this science and learn techniques that are actually very, as I said, very easy to do that will have an effect Mm -hmm. upon weakening uh, a negative spirit's resolve by weakening their energy systems uh, greatly. And that's actually rather easy to do, Uh, but most people don't even know how to do it or bother to do it. Some people don't believe in it. I understand these things. Uh, And so we have to do these things in order to protect ourselves, and we we do. If we don't, uh, then it's pretty much open season on our energy field. So uh, we need to learn how to protect ourselves.
1: Is there a difference between a spirit and a ghost?
2: Yes. Actually, there is, although sometimes the terminology gets uh, lost together. Mm-hmm. Uh, a spirit is something that is happening right now. It is, it is an uh, entity that was alive at one point. Um, they're very much like us. So if you want to know what a spirit is, essentially it's us without a physical body. Gotcha. That's it. And so... Uh, uh, negative spirits uh and physical spirits uh i'm sorry physical people um, uh, you know we've been going through this for so long that essentially we uh have to uh understand uh that they are here for uh to destroy uh much like angry people do And uh, I think I got that uh, answer right. (laughs) Yeah, I think
1: so, (laughs) So. too. So, do the good spirits fight the bad spirits? Are they the angels and the devils? Is this part of the binary law of the universe, you know, up, down, left, right, in, out, white, black?
2: Certainly is. uh, Positive spirits, there are positive spirits out there that do nothing but uh, attack negative spirits mm-hmm. uh, because we are going through some great changes right now. The human race is becoming more psychic, more perceptive. Psychic ability is perception itself, and so as we become more perceptive, uh, we're able to pick up on uh, spirits a little bit more easy. Uh, we're beginning to learn how uh, these systems work. Negative spirits uh, of varying kinds, meaning demonic spirits or just negative spirits, have a great interest in us not finding out what they are and how easy it is for us to actually push them away if we know um, how to do it. You know, Since we can't see them, We have to use different Mm -hmm. kinds of techniques. There are people who do sea spirits sometimes, I do as well, but for the most part we don't know when they're there, and so we need to always have our protection up, uh, kind of like uh, putting on some kind of mosquito repellent or something like that because we don't know when they're going to attack and we can't see them, but we can be pretty well certain that they're out there.
1: How would a person listening tonight protect themselves from these negative spirits?
2: First thing to do is to understand that uh, science is just as active on the non-physical level as the physical level. So I have no problems with physical science. There is no argument between me and a physical scientist who believes in physical reality and all the laws that we have. There are also laws, Rob, on the non-physical level, Uh, and so if we uh, learn uh... how to do that and let me give you an example on the other side part of uh... the ingredients of the non-physical level is an energy that can be transformed or transmuted into anything non-physical that we want it to be and i teach people how to do that through visualization and so uh, a very quick example that Uh, If I teach a person how to create a sword, a sword that will have no effect upon a physical person because it's not physical, but if a person gives that sword a command, which does have an effect on a non-physical level that says if this sword comes into contact with a negative spirit, Mm -hmm. that that negative spirit will uh, react in a negative way and its power will be diminished. Uh, and so, someone might say, Well, how does that work? Well, the idea is, is that the sword itself, through the power of visualization, actually uh, turns into a weapon that we can use uh, against um, spirits. So, everything that I teach is non physical, everything that we need to worry about. Is also non physical. And we're not talking about here about physical criminals or physical diseases or problems, but spirits are non physical and they have to pay attention and obey laws as well. They would rather not have us know that. But if we create devices and I teach people how to create a multi layered protection system, then they're going to have to go through that. And it also can have a serious effect upon their ability to uh, uh, make people feel bad and generate negative emotional energy. If a spirit wants to go from, you know, say, one place to another, it practices the art of visualization. Visualization doesn't work that way on a physical level. We can't, uh, you know, uh, visualize going from Los Angeles to Paris and make it happen. We get to get on an airplane, but not a spirit. And so the power of of visualization, of thinking about something and creating something non-physical is very, very different on the other side. It's a science. On this side, uh, visualization um, uh, works to a certain degree on certain things, but on the other side, it's, it's essentially a tool that spirits use, and each of us um, is also a spirit. So we have that going on inside of us as well. It's active. It's not something we become when we die. It's not a light inside of us. Our, our soul is not a little battery inside of us. It is who we are. I know that sometimes when my clients ask me about how to find their soul, I say, look, just uh, go into the restroom, take a look uh, in the mirror, take a look in your eyes, and you will see your soul.
1: Well, I've heard the expression that the, the eyes are the windows to the soul, so there is a definite connection between the eyes and the soul.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, our personalities are part of our soul. Our emotional systems are also part of our soul, and our soul is held together naturally by non-physical laws and cannot be destroyed uh, in any way. So we're safe that way and we need to uh, act upon that and not worry about uh, somehow that we're all going to fall apart when we die or turn to dust or all of these things. And I know that some uh, uh, philosophies yes. and religions do believe that, but most people who are interested in metaphysical concepts and thoughts um, at least entertain the idea that we uh, live after we die, essentially.
1: So what really does happen when we die? At the moment of death, do we cross over and life continues in another dimension, another plateau, except without a body?
2: In my first book, I talk, which is Power Protection, Mm -hmm. I talk about um, experiences that I've had personally in chapter one uh... and I so I've had uh... these memories of essentially dying and, and the knowledge of what happens when we die I did not initiate those things and those things Rob did not happen during any kind of sessions my own spirit guides initiated those um, events what happens is nothing and uh, to give a different example very quickly if you take a look at and study out of body experiences, say when people are in hospitals and they die for five minutes or four minutes or whatever, almost all stories are the same. Uh, they're right there, they're floating above their mm-hmm. body, uh, they might see a light, they may not, um, which is really a beacon. And uh, another story, but. Uh, that uh, they're trying to tell people down there, the doctors working on them, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm fine, I feel fine. Well, when I have had these memories of dying, uh, what I found was that I felt exactly the same as I did when I was alive, meaning that nothing had changed, and if I did not see my body lying there, I would not know that I was dead. So that's how much of a difference there is, you know, that there is no difference. Uh, until a person who is passed on kind of gets used to being uh, deceased and their perceptions grow and they mm-hmm. start to remember every little thing that they did when they were alive, uh, memories of past lives come back, also a different story. Um, perceptions change, perceptions grow. Uh, when a person dies, if a person has an innate understanding of some of these things, these perceptions will change quicker, uh, for, because one of the things that happened to me, uh, I've had, I've done the kind of work that I do as an exorcist in other lifetimes, and I have memories of it, not full lifetimes, but, you know, memories of doing this kind of work, uh, that, uh, a person, uh they have their perceptions uh, come back to them much quicker. And so when they die, it's kind of like, you know, I know my first thought a couple times, and I look back after remembering dying, was that, wow, I'm dead. You know, I, I know that I'm dead. I, I have felt this way before, mm-hmm. and it really is no big deal. You know, I mean, sure, there's loss. You know, physical loss, we have loved ones and everything like that, but we don't lose any of our personality and our personality remains the same. I, I can't think of anything that anybody would really want more than that is to remain Rob or remain Jeffrey or, you know, uh, the person that we were and not perish and not turn into something else or become part of the greater son or some of these really interesting philosophies. We really do uh, 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 remain the same. We don't change very much, we just become more perceptive. Some people have problems. They have problems uh, due to their uh, philosophies of life. Some people have had diseases of the brain or physical problems such as Alzheimer's where it takes a little bit of time uh, to adjust to being on the other side. Alzheimer's is a physical disease. Yes, it goes away when a person dies, but we're so used to being kind of out of it that sometimes it takes a little while to get our, our senses back.
1: So what about these religious philosophies? What about heaven? What about hell? Is there someone or family members that meet us when we cross to the other side, or is this all a, a way to try and... Ease the burden of death that we've been taught over the years.
2: Good question. Uh, If uh, a person dies, uh, that uh, uh, they are uh, very often they come Mm -hmm. into contact with other spirits. Sometimes it's family members. Sometimes it's people we don't remember that are simply our spirit guides and try to show us the way. Uh, meaning that we need to move away from the physical world at some point. What people mean when they see the light, and some people might disagree with me on this one, but this is what I think, and the light, the beacon that people see, is really uh, a directional beacon that says, move away from the physical world and go to the place where uh, spirits live. Lots of spirits out there, and they have their own... Whole universe where they live and create things and do things. nobody is pacing the streets of gold back and forth. None of that really sounds right And I don't mean to cut down anyone's religion. If you look at my website, you'll see that I'm very pro religion and pro philosophy of, of uh, you know I don't claim to know everything, but I do have my opinions sure. and uh, you know uh, but people need to at least think about what they're going to do when they die. Uh, not to make plans, but to think about it logically. What's the point of Streets of Gold, and what are you going to do? Walk back and forth? Are you going to sing songs? What happens if you can't sing like me? <laughs> I'm in an awful lot of trouble. I'm going to get the shoot for sure. Um, you know, the lever's going to be pulled on me because I can't sing. And so uh, I do believe that there is a heaven and a hell. I think it's a matter of levels. I also think that there are levels of heaven. Uh, meaning that when a person dies that they don't know everything and all information does not become available to them and they are not necessarily able to see everything in all levels. I think it's something that kind of uh, uh, comes along with experience Mm -hmm. uh, through many, many lifetimes. So
1: what about reincarnation?
2: I think it's a natural, you know, it's... People need to find out what it's like to be uh, a person from different perspectives, what it's mm-hmm. like to be a female or a male, um, a mother, father, all of these different things. We need to have these experiences. And people ask me quite often, you know, Jeffrey, you know, why don't we remember these things? Why don't we remember all of our past lives? Yeah. I think there's a reason for it. I don't think there's a law that says that we can't parts of our past lives, but let's just say that uh, we were a very bad person in a past life, our very last life, a murderer or something. Okay. If we came into this life as, uh, and with a full knowledge of what we did and uh, it would just eat at us the whole life, Rob, our whole life. You know, that uh, we'd never get anywhere because in the back of our minds, we'd always remember that we did some really, really bad things in, you know, 1850 or 1950 or whatever. And so I think that there are reasons uh, why we forget or I should say not remember uh, some of the things that we've done in the past. Sometimes these things come back to us naturally. Sometimes uh, they can come back through uh, different kinds of therapy. Also, our spirit guides uh, who are looking out for us, who most of us don't even know. They're not necessarily family members, but just uh, kind of like higher spirits that are looking out for us, also put into play some memories because we uh, very often need some of the lessons that we uh, uh didn't learn in our mm-hmm. past lives that we need to learn now. Say if we had a drug or alcohol problem, um, that we might have uh, an inherent uh, 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 need to deal with that. I have always felt, uh, I used, when I was in the service, I was stationed out in Las Vegas. I was in the Air Force, and I also lived in Las Vegas, and, but I don't gamble. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might spend ten dollars once here and there once sure. in a while, but I've always had an aversion for gambling, and I've always been real suspicious because I had no experience with it. And and it's not because of that, and it's not because of anything that I learned. I just had this weird feeling that you know what, Jeffrey, don't do it. It's not good for you. Well, I don't know what it's really about, Rob, but I, I think that I have a, my suspicions telling me that I probably had a problem with it in a past life. Right. And so it, and it's sort of coming up in mm-hmm. my consciousness saying, Jeffrey, don't do it because you're going to lose everything. Again. You're not going to win. Jeffrey, you and I Again. have to take Again. a short
1: commercial break. Please stand by exonation, Jeffrey Selman is our special guest. www.starclear.com You're listening to The Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, live and around the world on the Starcom Radio Network. Don't go away. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com, and author signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of ratings under his belt. David Champion will make you feel comfortable. He has proven to be honest and accurate. He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships, not only love, but work, school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com. $1.50 per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598.
0: Have you exhausted all traditional means of healing without success? Are you experiencing communications through ghosts, angels, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara and I'm offering my services to humanity at this time through consultations. These consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you desire clarity of what may appear to be unexplainable phenomenon, then contact me through my website at aguidinglight spelled L I T E dot com to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. The Alien Cosmic Expo will be held in Brantford, Ontario, June 26, 27, 28, and will feature 24 internationally acclaimed experts and researchers of UFOs, crop circles, alien abductions, and much more in this three-day 2015 Summer Canadian event. Experts in the field of extraterrestrials and alien encounters, out-of-body experiences, past life regression, soul reading, psychic and mediumship will all be presented with professionalism, integrity, and credibility, making the Alien Cosmic Expo the largest event of its kind in Canada for 2015. The exhibitor hall will feature a spectacular lineup of gifted mediums, psychics, astrologers, channelers, aura photography, healers, as well as books, DVDs, alternative health products, crystals, jewelry, and much more, completing the venue with something for everyone. For all information and to purchase your tickets for the Alien Cosmic Expo, go to www.aliencosmicexpo.com. That's www.aliencosmicexpo.com. My name is Michael Calstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Sporza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. Xen- this is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is The x I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and around the world on the Starcom Radio Network. Don't forget, my buddy Ed Till has his show Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. on Starcom Radio, like you've never heard it. Once you go there to listen to Ed Till, you're going to be hooked. And then we are here, The x Monday through Friday, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, also on the Starcom Radio Network. Jeffrey Silman is my special guest. His website is StarClear.com. We're talking about, well, let's see, we've talked about clearing, we've talked about cleansing, we've talked about exorcisms. Uh, he's a professional psychic, a teacher, an author. But Jeff, I understand now that you're splitting your day up in half, half clearings and half teachings, as well as exorcism. What are you teaching?
2: I teach people how to protect themselves from negative emotional energies, uh, which also include negative spirits or demonic spirits. But uh, what I have found, uh, you know, I'm 55 now and I won't be around forever. Mm -hmm. And I do teach people something about uh, how to clear is one of my courses, but uh... i teach uh, people how to get through business meetings uh... everybody generates emotional energy and emotional energy that people generate anger anger in the office the workplace um, at home uh... that can be just as uh... troublesome uh... and problematic as an, a, an attack by a negative spirit we don't mm-hmm. negative spirits and people we all give off emotional energy some good some bad uh so i think that it's very important that people uh learn how to protect themselves um i kind of designed some of that stuff uh, back uh around 2005 2006 uh, and I was recommending it to my clients who I thought might need to learn how to protect themselves. And then I realized that most of my clients did, that they really weren't doing anything to stop emotional energy from permeating, from coming into their uh, energy fields. So if we're at work, if we're in the workplace and somebody's angry around us, mm-hmm. we don't always know it. And they're generating. Energy, a real energy. Uh, negative emotional energies are real energies. Anger is a real energy. We can't see it, but we can feel it. Most people can at least say honestly that they felt anger, that they felt other anger coming off of other people uh, or environments that don't feel right. And what they're picking up on is emotional energy. And so I'm trying to devote a good portion of my time uh, at least half my day, to teaching people what they can do when they go into the workplace, what they can do at home uh, that is non-threatening towards other people, uh, but a way to protect themselves from negative emotional energy. So when they leave work after after the day is done, or at they're at home, that uh, negative emotional energy is not going to get into their energy fields and amplify, uh, their emotional energy systems. It's kind of like road rage for those of you who have heard that term. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how many of us are in the car. We're all nice people, right? And all of a sudden, somebody cuts us off, and we turn into mad killers. We actually want to kill these people for what? We're not even, we're, you know, we don't even step on ants. What are we talking about here? What's happening is sort of a lightning rod effect. When emotional energy comes from another source or there's some kind of interaction, it gets into our uh, emotional energy fields and activates emotional energy that's already in our system. Our body naturally stores emotional energy. Uh, It shouldn't be storing the negative stuff. It should only be storing the positive. I teach people how to release uh, negative emotional energy naturally as well. But we need to learn how to release it because if we store it up, it is kind of like a charge that can be activated by people or spirits or environments that we come into contact with. So if we come into a place, a restaurant or a school or a workplace that might be have had people there for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, that's an awful lot of emotional energy buildup uh, and the very environment can actually permeate into our system, get into our system, and activate our angers and our fears, and we can come out of there feeling kind of negative. I think just about everybody has a story of going into a, an environment, into a restaurant, home, apartment, someplace, workplace, and saying, wow, this place feels negative. Yeah. yeah picking up on negative emotional energy, Mm -hmm. and that can actually affect them as well. And so they can pick that up and bring that home with them. Uh, And also negative spirits. Um, They also look for people kind of like predators, parasites, and uh, they can also follow us home, and they do, which is why I try uh, to warn in a friendly friendly way, because we're all on the same side, ghost hunters, to be very, very careful about provoking spirits because uh, uh, it's not necessary to prove the existence of a spirit by provoking a spirit to anger. Say like going into an old prison and say, if you're here, you know, do something, pinch me, bite me, scratch me, push me down the stairs. They may wait. They may decide to wait until you go home and attack your family. That is something I've heard all too often in my work And so uh, sometimes they give talks about it as well, you know, to ghost hunters, Mm. you know, be very, very careful, put up your protection, never provoke spirits, never provoke, uh, just like you don't provoke people, we don't provoke people, we don't provoke spirits. Uh, And so when I see the shows where people are going into prisons, you know, places like that or where really negative things have happened, these are tragic and uh, tragic places where people really suffered. If anybody's uh, saw, looked at the history of prisons, people were, were uh, abused. As prisoners yes. were abused yeah. for centuries, they didn't deserve what they got. So you know, we used to be chained down uh, when they slept. They were chained down, uh, and nobody deserves that, you know. And so uh, these are really you know very negative places, uh, and they should be cleared. And uh, so ghost hunters, you know, what I say to ghost hunters is why not look for positive spirits? Why look for negative spirits or unhappy spirits? And it's also not necessary to go into haunted environments or environments that are known to be haunted. Uh, it's, we can go into a park on a sunny Sunday afternoon and get just as good of transmission Uh, or telepathy, information, connection from our spirit guides uh, as we can if we go into a graveyard. What would positive spirits be doing in a graveyard? What would we be doing in a graveyard?
1: That's true. That's true. And I I don't understand why they call them ghost hunters, because when you hunt something, you track it to
2: kill it, and they're already dead. Yeah, it's a a dangerous occupation, usually... um, performed by very well-meaning people i know an awful lot of ghost hunters and uh... they're trying to prove the existence of uh... spirits Mm -hmm. and there are other ways to do that it's not necessary uh... to uh, uh... put themselves in positions uh... where that they're in danger or even worse uh... there is no Uh, law that says that a spirit that is negative cannot follow you home and attack your children. Negative spirits, and I don't mean to scare anybody out there, but this is just the way it is. Really negative spirits, just like really bad criminals, attack people who cannot defend themselves. So they don't, they don't play fair. They're not just going to go after the ghost hunter. Very often they go after their family, including children. And so I I kind of warn them, you know, that just be careful uh, that uh, there are other ways of uh, of dealing with this. I think they're on the right track, though. You know, I'm pretty happy with eventually they're going to have some kind of communication machine Mm -hmm. uh, where we're able to talk with our loved ones on the other side uh right now you know it's very very iffy Uh, not a lot is really coming through some people will say differently but i haven't seen a lot of evidence but and you know when that day comes that our great telecommunications companies will get involved in that and talking to the other side and talking to our dead grandmother is going to be about you know 50 cents a minute so
1: at least at least.
2: <laughs> at least. Listen, you know, L- listen,
1: right. you know our, our time is nearly up for tonight. First of all, Jeffrey, great talking to you. Uh, congratulations on all the things that you're doing. Exonation. Nation Jeffrey Sealman's website is StarClear.com. What is your message for the Exonation Nation listening to you around the world right now?
2: Think positive. I know it seems that uh, there's a lot of negativity happening around the world, but actually if you take a look at the statistics, uh, mm-hmm. there's actually less violence Uh, we're going through a lot of changes right now and we're thinking about how there are lunatics everywhere and terrorists everywhere not true most people don't like terrorists most people don't like mad killers Um, and so I think people are really you know beginning to grow up and we're beginning to come together so think about the positive aspects of all of this and also think about positive spirits uh, and don't focus upon the negative ones negative spirits are, are a sliver of all the spirits that exist. Most spirits are good. Like people, most most people are good.
1: Hey, Jeff, thanks very much for coming on the show tonight. A great pleasure, and I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the Exxon. Don't be a stranger.
2: Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Have a wonderful night, sir.
2: Exo yeah, Nation,
1: Jeffrey Silman has been my special guest of this hour, www.starclear.com. When I come back from the top of the hour and astrology with B.B. Fuffy. I'll be joined by Corey Kay, my old producer from another network who does the Exxon zone Tech Zone. We're going to be talking about the latest um, hack that happened today and much more. This is the x I am Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Starcom Radio Network. Don't go away.